Oh, thank you so much. Wow, what a great song, isn't it? Are you here? All right, I just want to make sure I'm in the right place. Great day. What a pleasure to be here. Uh, Barry really had to twist my arm to come. I, I, all it takes is just a whisper, and I'll be here. It doesn't take much at all. And um, Debbie and I are just glad to, to be here today. And we bring greetings from our children, who used to be like this, and now they're whatever they may be. And um, uh, all the way from Melody's 17-year-old, she's 6'2", 17. No, she doesn't play basketball either. And uh, but sweet girl. And um, But anyway, they're just... Uh, they bring great greetings, send great greetings to you, because you mean a lot to them over the years, and uh, you took care of them and watched over them and in many areas and went to school with them and all, all kind of good, good stuff. Well, this morning, I want you to turn with me over to 2 Kings chapter 3. 2 Kings, over in the Old Testament, look over there, I'll find Genesis and work your way on up a little bit more, find 1 Kings, and then you'll run into 2 Kings. <laughs> And uh, there's a story in here, we're just going to hit a little bit of it, then I'll tell you the rest of it as we move along this morning. But in 2 Kings chapter 3, we'll begin reading and verse 5. Are you there? 2 Kings chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. And it says, But it happened when Ahab died, and the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. So King Jehoram went out of Samaria at that time and mustered all of Israel. Then he went and sent to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you go with me to fight against Moab? And he said, I will go up. I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. Then he said, Which way shall we go up? And he answered, By the way of the wilderness of Edom. That's a desert. So the king of Israel went with the king of Judah and the king of Edom, and they marched on that roundabout route for seven days. And there was no water for the army, nor for the animals that followed them. And the king of Israel said, Alas, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord by him? So one of the servants of the king of Israel answered and said, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here, who poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. Then Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your fathers and the prophets of your mothers. But the king of Israel said to him, No, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. But now bring me a musician. Uh, then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him and he said, Thus saith the Lord, make the valleys full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water, so that you were cattle and your animals may drink. 
Verse 18, and this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. He will also deliver the Moabites into your hand. And the story goes on, and we'll explain that as we go. When I was just a young preacher boy, a lot younger than I am now, I remember spending some time with a very uh, well-known preacher or evangelist by the name of Stephen Olford. Stephen Olford discipled Billy Graham back years, many years ago. And whenever I was just a a young preacher, I think maybe I was here before I even came here, I went to spend some time with this this older man, with some more guys, and we were spending the time with him on a Thursday evening, and he was teaching us that night, and he said, do any of you have any questions to ask me? We asked him this question. We said, Dr. Olford, now we're in our, our young 30s. Dr. Olford, and he was 75. Oh, that was old, wasn't it? And, uh, not very old now. But uh, we asked him, Dr. Olford, does it get any easier the older you get? Does the Christian life get any easier the older that you, that you get? This man who had been walking with the, with the Lord for years and years and years and years, He looked at us and tears began to come out of his eyes. And he said, gentlemen, I wish I could tell you that it's easier. But I have found that it is even harder today to walk with the Lord than it was when I was younger. Wow. That gave us a lot of hope, I tell you, you know. We were struggling those younger days and trying to figure out everything in life. But whenever he stated that, he said, you know, The hard thing, he went on to say, is that it is hard to stay out of the rut and to stay fresh. Do you ever find that so? You kind of get into that rut, that spiritual rut, and everything is already kind of planned. You've kind of figured everything out spiritually, and and you just kind of go through the motions of it all. I just turned 70, and after 41 years of pastoring and many more years of preaching, I, I realized of more of what Dr. Olford shared is, is so true. You know, it's easier to, to say that I've studied and I have learned and I have everything arranged in my life. I have everything put in the perfect order. Everything is lined up as I think they ought to line up. I think I have a, an answer to every situation that may come. I think I have everything feared or figured out in my life and arranged, and therefore I can kind of coast in my spiritual life. But I'm realizing more and more and more that there's more to know. Have you realized that? That the older you get, the more you realize you don't know very much. The older I get, the more I realize I know very little about the Lord. I thought I knew a lot, but the older I get the bigger he becomes. The older I get, the more wiser he becomes. Because he's God. And you begin to see some things taking place in your life. You begin to to realize that, that things become a little bit clearer as the days go by. And what happens is that it, it begins to make the complicated simple. I don't know if you found that to be true or not, that the older you get, you begin to realize the complicated 
becomes a little bit more simple. It's called simplicity of life. Where you begin to get to the point of saying, I I don't have to have some of these things any longer. I just want a simple life. And to make everything as simple as possible. Sometime back during the the summer, we were in Vermont, and I, I got a call from a a friend of mine who is partner with us in our ministry, and he has another ministry called Omni Ministry, and what they're doing is that they're, they're organizing a camp, making a camp down right south of Chipley, off this lake called Gap Lake, and, and they're building this incredible camp that is a Christian camp, but it's not a Christian camp. It's not having Bible study, but what is what is emphasis is, is to bring the leaders of the world's kids in and to allow them to spend three weeks to, to two months there at that camp, and they're coming under the atmosphere of the presence of God. And they don't have any idea what's happening to them. Well, he called me up, and he, he said, Johnny, uh, we've got a... I just need you to pray over something. We believe God's going to give you a word about something that we need prayer over. We're having to deal with the finances of this camp. And it's very, very complicated. Very complicated. We're, we're dealing with millions, millions of dollars. And, and we're having some money coming here, but we don't know where the money is here. And, and all of this, and, and, and it's becoming so complicated. And our board is beginning to lose faith, beginning to lose hope. And, and they're very, very confused. And if you would, would you mind spending some time before the Lord and, and, and call me back and give me a word from God? <laughs> I said, well, thanks a lot for that one, you know. And so I started spending some time with the Lord. And uh, and the Lord one day took me over to the passage that we just read. Where God took something that was complicated and made it simple. And I read that scripture and, and the Lord took me to verse 18. Look at that verse. You ought to underline this verse. You ought to put it on your refrigerator. Do something with it. In verse 18 it says, And Elisha said this to the three kings. Now by the way, these three kings were, I mean, they were oddballs together. There's the king of Israel who didn't like the king of Judah. The king of Judah didn't like the king of Israel. And then there was the, the king of, of, um, of Edom who was part of Esau, that was Esau's land, so they didn't, I call them the three stooges, being together. Man, they were just a wild group together, but they were there. And in verse 18, Elisha, this man of God, tells them this, that this, the situation that you are under, not having any water, you're, you're about to, to die at the verge of death, you got an enemy in front of you. He said, I, I just want you to know that this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. This is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. I called my friend back up after this word. And I said, Clay, I've got a word from you, for you. And here's the word. I told him where it was found in 2 Kings 3.18. And I told him this. I said, Clay, don't complicate life with your limited eyesight. Did you write that down? You need to remember that. 
Don't complicate your life with limited eyesight. We see life from our eyes. But we need to see life, as Elisha said, from the eyes of the Lord. He sees it differently. He sees it because God doesn't complicate life. God simplifies life. Did you get that, church? God doesn't complicate it. We do. God doesn't complicate life. He simplifies life. He simplifies life. You say, well, well, John, my, my life is very complicated right now. But understand, God doesn't complicate your life. God simplifies your life. And we complicate it because we look at everything through a very limited eyesight, which is ours. It is a human viewpoint of everything. And we don't see it from the eyes of the Lord and how God sees everything. In other words, seeing hardships the way that God sees them. That's how Paul could write over in Romans chapter 8, that all things work together for the good of those who know him, who are called according to his purpose. Why? Because you don't look at your situation through your eyes. It complicates life. But you see life through his eyes, it simplifies it. Does that make any sense to you? If, you do, if it makes any sense to you, you'd say amen. Because they don't make any sense to me. <laughs> no, he does. You see, it makes a lot of sense because it's a truth. Truth always sets you free. But the hard thing is how to implement and how to apply that truth into where we are in our life. We complicate it, God simplifies it. That's all the way through Scripture, all the way through Scripture. Now this morning, what I want to share with you is, is dealing with that idea, dealing with that thought, and just share with you some things that the Lord shared with me out of this passage in 2 Kings chapter 3, out of the story of the three guys that were a misfit group together, meeting the prophet Elijah, going out to meet a battle and to do battle, but having a difficulty along the way and needing God to, to intervene in their midst to simplify it with a simple truth that this is a simple matter in the eyes of the Lord. There are about five things that you need to, you need to get down. Now, I noticed in your worship program, there's a place here, I, I think, it says notes. You see it? Now, you need to get these five things, not because of me sharing it with you, because it's just what the Scripture says, but you're going to be moving into a new year tomorrow. You don't know what is going to happen, and it's going to look very complicated but you need to know how to keep it simple. And there are five truths come out of this passage that, I, I, that came to me. I think there are five truths that, that came to me out of this passage that you need to hold on to. And at the end, I'll tell you a story how it all comes together. Here's the first thing you need to learn that, that I, I learned. Your problems may seem difficult, but to God, they're a simple matter. Your problems. What is it? It may seem difficult. It may be. But to God, it's a simple matter. It's a simple matter. Here's the, here's the problem they were encountering. They were out in there in the wilderness, and they were in the desert, and they were without water for themselves, their army, and their animals. And they were at the verge of death. You can't live without water. 
and they were in a desert, a desert, no hope at all. And they were just wondering what in the world is going to happen. How are we going to make it through this? No rain, there's no river, there's nothing in front of us. How are we going to make it? And then here's the problem. Your problem may seem difficult. It was a difficult problem. But to God, it's a very simple matter. You see, God has always in Scripture looked at problems that way. All the way through Scripture. He's always looked at every problem as something very simple. I started thinking about about that principle, how God keeps everything simple. And I started going through the Scripture, and I started writing down where everything seemed to be a problem, I would write down SM, simple matter. SM. I started in Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, in the beginning, the earth was out form and void. It was a mess. What in the world can God do with a mess? It's a very simple matter. Just put SM. God just spoke. And what happened? The earth took form and void. It took a form. The land and everything began to separate. He said, there's no problem having light. There's no problem having darkness. I'll just make it happen. There's no problem with with having something in the water. I'll just make fish. And then when it came to man, man, how complicated our bodies are. Very, 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 very complicated that we think. But to God, you ever thought about this to our, to our God? God says your body is a very simple thing. He said all I did was speak it. And you have to study it and you still haven't figured it out. God just spoke, spoke it. So you write SM. Write SM on everything that happened. Remember whenever Abraham and, and Sarah, uh, when they had Isaac, they were at a, man, they were in 100 years of age. Man, Abraham said, there's no way in the world that, that, that Sarah can, can have a child. Listen, SM, a simple matter. It was no problem to God. No problem at all. You go and you look at Moses. Man, when Moses uh, asked how in the world can the children of Israel be delivered from Egypt? How is that going to happen, Lord? And the Lord said, that's no problem. It's an SM, simple matter. You're going to do it. Well, how am I going to do it? It's very complicated. He said, it's no problem. You've got a rod empowered by me, SM. Remember whenever Moses came and already got the children out of Israel and they were on their way, the Egyptians after them, and here they were at the Red Sea, the Egyptians coming to kill them, the Red Sea kept them from going over, and they were scared to death. And Abraham, I mean, Moses said to the people, said, don't worry, God's going to get us out of there. But all the time he was saying, Lord, you better do something. We're in a mess. And the Lord said, listen, Moses, listen, you're making it too complicated. I've already given you everything that you need. It's called a rod. Go and do what I've already told you to do. It's a simple matter, S.M., You can go all the way through the scripture and you can come up with the same deal with Elisha. Not only here, but Elisha dealing with the the oil that he he had that that came out of a jar and kept filling up jars. It was a very simple matter. Very, very simple matter. Remember Mary? We just got through with Christmas. Mary and Joseph. Mary, you're going to have a baby. Well, I don't know a a man. That's a simple matter. It's no problem. How in the world can this happen? It's no problem. You're dealing with God. Complicated matters made very simple. 
And you see that all throughout the scripture whenever Jesus came and he was walking. And remember whenever he had to feed the 4,000 and the 5,000 and he turned to the disciples and said, listen, you go give them something to eat. And they said, listen, Lord, we don't, where are we going to get all this food? He said, you're making it so complicated. You have forgotten who's here. I'm here. What do you have? Well, we got a couple of sardines and a, and a few biscuits. Well, that's enough. Go feed them. Go feed them. Simple matter. It's all the way through Scripture, isn't it? You know, God had a, had a complicated matter. It's called sin. Sin, and all the way through the Old Testament, you'll see the problem they had with sin, and they had to deal with the sacrificial system of sin, and it, was a, it seemed so complicated, but to God it was a very simple matter. Very simple matter. Because all along he knew the answer to the complicated matter it was himself. You get it? SM. SM, all the way through Scripture. Everything in Scripture is just written that way. Everything is written that way. It is a simple matter. Now let me ask you this. What is your problem? What, what's the, what is complicated in your life? You know what you need to do? It's to stop seeing it through your eyes because it's going to complicate it more and begin to see it through God's eyes and write an SM on it. It's a very simple matter in the eyes of the Lord. Very simple matter. Here's the second thing I learned. <clears throat> second thing is this. Your difficult problem has a simple answer. Your difficult problem, my difficult problem has a simple answer because I'm dealing with God and he will always deal with simplicity. Always deal. Sometime back I was having a plumbing issue and I, and I sat down with this guy and I was explaining it to him, everything, and I said, man, this is so confusing. And, you know, I mean, picking up a wrench to me is confusing. And I, I was having to deal with all this stuff. And he just said, oh, that's not a problem. He explained da, 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 da. And I said, wow, how did you do that? He says, I'm a plumber. You ever thought of that with God? You go to God and you say, God, I got all these issues, all these issues and these issues. And God said, listen, it's, it's a very simple answer I can give you. Why? Because I'm God. I'm God. I, 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 I deal with them all the time. I deal with issues all the time. I am God. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, I need to trust in him who is God. And not lean on my own understanding because I'm going to complicate it. But in everything, acknowledge him, and he will do what? He will make it very simple. He'll direct my path. Here's the third thing you need to grab. Everything's simple. My problem's simple to God. My difficult problem has a simple answer. Now, the third thing is this. How do I get that simple answer? How do I get an answer? How do I get an answer in the complicated thing that I'm dealing with? Well, here it is. There is a simple process. How do I get an answer from God over the complicated area that I'm dealing with? Well, there is a simple process. You know what the process is? Ask him. Ask him. Is that complicated? No, ask him. I don't remember my children having any problems at all coming and asking me for something when they were younger. I don't think they have a problem with him asking for me today. Ask him. 
You know, when Jesus was on the earth and the disciples came and asked him one day, they said, Lord, will you teach us how to pray? And Jesus taught them this. He said, very simple, ask your father. Don't make it complicated. Well, I got to go see the preacher first. No, no, you go to your father and ask him. Well, I'm going to have to sit down with some people and talk about it. No, you need to go ask your father. And he will give you the word that you need to have. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and everything will come about. Jesus said, you ask, seek, and knock. Everything asked in accordance to his will will be given to him. And so they went, and they had to have a word from God. And they didn't know how to even ask God. So Elisha, you know what Elisha did? Elisha said, I'll tell you what, I'll go get a word from God. So give me a, a musician over here. Give me some praise worship or something, and let's go, and I'm going to have some time with God. And so what he did, he said he went, and he spent time with the Lord. He just went to the Lord and said, Lord, here's a situation that, that is here before us. Now, Lord, I'm going to sit here and wait until you give me the answer. And he went to the Lord, and he asked him. Wow, Elisha, wow, he can do that, and you can too. Just go ask him. Have you asked the Lord about what he wishes for you to do in a complicated matter that you may be dealing with right now? You know, I, I, I deal with churches all, all over, all over. And I, I, they come up with all kind of complicated issues. I mean, all kind of problems and Pastors will call me and they have all kind of all kind of things. And I say, Well, have you asked God about it yet? Well, and a little bit, but not, not a lot. I thought I'd call you first. I said, I'm not God. I'll complicate it for you. But God will simplify it for you. Ask him. And then wait upon his answer. Ask him. That's that prayer life. It's the asking life. I go to him, and he begins to tell me what I need to do. And here's the fourth thing. When the answer comes, listen, do what he tells you to do. It's not complicated, is it? It's simple. Do what he tells you to do. Elisha had the word from God, and he came, and he told him. He told him what to do. In verse 17, he said, Thus saith the Lord, this is what you're to do. You're sh you shall go out there. There's not going to be any wind. There's not going to be any rain. But your valley will be filled with water. But what you're going to have to go and do is you're going to have to go out there and dig some cisterns. So you're going to have to dig in the desert. Now, this is red clay, hard red clay. And he said, you're going to have to go and dig some cisterns. You're going to dig some ditches in order for the water to come in it. You're going to have to go and do that. That is going to be your job. Now, now they said, okay, that's what we're to do. He said, that's what you need to do. Now, here's a couple of things you need to know about this. You need to know that his simple answer may be difficult to carry out. It may be very difficult to come out, but it's a simple answer, but difficult to carry out. Difficult to carry out. Elisha said, dig the cisterns in the middle of of the wilderness of Edom. And not only dig one or two, but you've got to fill the whole desert floor filled with cisterns. 
Simple word, difficult to carry out. Boy, Moses had that same thing dealing with the Red Sea. Simple word, very difficult to carry out. Jesus feeding the 5,000, give them something to eat. Well, we don't have much to give them. Well, that's no problem. I'm going to give you what to do. Now, you're going to have to go and you're going to carry it out. But look at Jesus. Boy, sin was a simple matter, wasn't it? But the carrying out the sacrifice of Jesus to a cross was a difficult issue. Remember the Garden of Gethsemane? The Father said, you're going to die on a cross for the world. Jesus there, the Garden of Gethsemane, at the, at the, 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 right there at the edge of going to the cross, he had to deal with it, and it was difficult to carry out. Even though he said, yes, yes, the will of my Father, I'll do the will of my Father, it's sometimes quite difficult to carry it out. But what does that have to do with it? You still carry out the word that God gives you. You go and you start digging the ditches. Why? Knowing that the water is going to come. Simple matter, dealing with a complicated issue, but the reward will come, and sometimes it's difficult to carry it out. Difficult, but if you obey, victory is yours in it. Here's another thing that comes out of that. The answer might not be, it might be out of the box of your understanding. In other words, God's not going to fit it into your box of understanding. I mean, the older I get, the more I realize that God says, I don't care about your box. I'm bigger than your box. Get out of your box. You're going to bring water in a ditch without bringing rain? Yeah. How? I'm God. Get it out of your box of understanding. Listen, if you're trying to put everything in, in the world into your box of understanding, you're going to leave God out. God's bigger than your box. Just get rid of it. Because that complicates everything. When you begin to take God as God is, it begins to simplify everything. Because you're dealing with Almighty God. Now here's the third thing about this. Listen, the answer to the problem at hand... The answer to the problem that's at hand may be used for a future victory. In other words, this. God gives you an answer to the problem that is here, and you're beginning to go and deal with it, and it's so difficult to carry out that that area of obedience. I mean, it's difficult to carry. It's like this, Lord, I, I want to be in unison with other people, but the Lord says, no, you're going to have to go in and apologize and make things right with this person. Well, Lord, that is so difficult because we're going to think, well, it's a very simple matter. If you want to be right with that person, you've got to go and get right. Well, what's that got to do with everything in life? Well, it has, it, that obedience begins to open up doors of victory for you down the road. It does. Read on down that passage. The enemy had heard that they were all there, came to the border, looked out, and they saw nothing but red. The water was red on the other side. And they said the blood has already filled up the the valley. What was that? It was God's provision for them. And they happened to be 
bring water into the clay area, and the sun hit it just right, it made everything look red. They really didn't have to go and fire a shot. God gave them victory for a future the moment they obeyed at the present. Your obedience now will bring forth a victory in your future. It'll come to you in a little bit. About two in the morning, you think about that for a while, it'll hit you. Don't call me at two in the morning and let me know what God's doing with you. You see, it's a very simple, it's a very simple, simple, simple thing. And here's the fifth thing, quickly. Receive what God tells you with thanksgiving. Receive what God tells you with thanksgiving. See, thanksgiving is the marker of receiving. You go on down and read in the scripture, which we didn't read just a moment ago, but in the scripture it says that they, they, they came in verse 20, and it happened in that morning, the grain offering was offering, and that's a thanks offering. They began to give a thanksgiving, a thanks offering unto the Lord And whenever they began to give the thanks offering, after that thanks offering came the answer. I mean, the water started coming. You see, receiving something isn't say, well, okay, Lord, I'll just receive it. No, you haven't received it yet, what God has said to you until you start thanking Him for it. When you start thanking Him, then you start seeing it. You won't see it until you thank Him before you ever see it. That's where thanksgiving comes in. I'm thankful, Lord, for what you're, what you're giving me right now. When Jesus fed the 5,000, the Bible says He gave thanks. He gave thanks. Now let me ask you this. What's your problem? What's your problems? What's your worries? What's your concerns? Paul said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with thanksgiving. Receive what God gives you. Don't complicate the matter at all. Some time back after I was looking at this passage, I was up in our college that we were part of, Debbie and I were part of, Northeastern Baptist College in Vermont. We were, were building these duplexes to house some students. We, didn't have, we don't have any money, but God gave us the property and then started giving us money to build them. We started building them at $80,000 before COVID, and now that $80,000 building, we build it by mission teams. That $80,000 building now costs us $400,000 to build. We don't have a dime. Our faculty hadn't been paid in about two months at that moment. And I was, at, I was there at that duplex place where we were building nine of them. And I was going and saying, Lord, we don't have any money here. And so I started praying over them. I said, oh, God, what, all, all of this. I mean, we've got all of this here. We've got shells of buildings, but we don't have anything here. We don't even have the promise of, of students coming. And the Lord said, I, let me remind you that this is a simple matter. In my eyes. Johnny, don't complicate it. And so I started praying and I found this board, two by six board, and I got a marker and I wrote on it, simple matter in the eyes of the Lord. And I started kneeling on that board 
looking down at that verse, and I would pray over every building, over every person that's going to occupy the building. I said, Lord, I don't know who's going to be here, but it's going to be a simple matter. Bring them. Lord, I don't know where the money's coming except from you, and so, Lord, bring it. It's simple. Don't let me complicate it. Worry complicates it. Began to pray. I preached this message at the chapel because they need to hear something. They began to believe everything. Simple matters. Well, just about um, a month ago, I got a call and said we had the largest donation ever given to our college. And it's exactly the amount of money I asked for. I asked for a million. I should have asked for two. But I asked for one and it came. Simple matter in the eyes of the Lord. What's yours? What do you need God to do? What are you going to need God to do this next year? You're going to need something. I promise you, you will. What is it? You'll have the choice to either to worry, be fretful, anxious, or you can trust him. And say, Lord, let me see this through your eyes and not mine. I'm going to complicate it. And I'm going to worry. But may I see it through yours and trust you with an answer. Because I'm going to ask you. And I will wait on you. Your church this year needs to keep that in mind. The pastor that God's raising up for you, it's a simple matter. Simple matter. Finances, simple matter. People, simple matter. Ask him, listen, don't complicate it. Will you bow with me for a moment? Just bow. You might have come here today with all kind of anxious thoughts and wondering about the next year, wondering about a lot of things. I don't know. But I tell you, the longer you live, the more you look at him and say, oh, Lord, we need help. Well, it's simple to him. And I, today, just say, God, just be God. Let me see through your eyes. And right now, whatever your problem and hardship or whatever you're having to deal with, whatever it may be, just put an SM on it. Simple matter, Lord. And I ask you for an answer, and I will wait on you. And I will obey you in carrying out what you tell me. And I trust you. Today, if you're not in Christ, it's a simple matter. Jesus is your answer to salvation. The only way. Only way is through him. You'll never earn it. He gives it to you. Simple matter. If you need to walk with the Lord, it's a very simple matter. Repent and walk with him. Get up and walk. Simple matter. And whatever God's telling you to do, just obey him. The moment you cease to obey is the moment it becomes complicated. Because now you're seeing life through your eyes. This morning, what are you going to do? Trust and obey? Or walk with anxiety? Father, right now, Lord, I, I just receive all that you have. Let us see what you see. Let us allow you to be who you are, Lord God. 
No limitations at all. Nothing is too difficult. And Lord, we say that often, but yet do we really believe that? And so, Lord, may we just know that you're the Father who wants to hear. May we go to you and and just ask you for an answer over the situations that we're dealing with in life, knowing that it's simple in your eyes and you will direct the path. And the carrying out of the answer may be difficult, but yet we walk not through ourselves, but through your power to obey the words that you tell us to obey. Now, Lord, today I know that victory is going to take place in some people's lives today as they make their life simple before you. And so, Lord, we we pray this now in Jesus' name.